I'm a true blue fan, and if you not, you a hater. And you ain't welcome around here like Christian Leitner. Billy had his track shoes on with Alan Cutler for a 30 win season. Calipari is butter, let's go back to the days when they were scared of Rupp Arena. You could tell they were shook by their demeanor. Hope see a blue with 20,000 plus all yelling at the refs. Everybody with us. Welcome everybody to the Big Blue Fellas Podcast. I'm Chump. I'm here with Greg, Casey, and D-U-double-G Doug. Our podcast is going to be talking about everything Kentucky Wildcats basketball. Our first topic is the current status of UK roster. Greg, why don't you start us off? What do you think about the, the roster coming in next year? So, well, first of all, I think, um, I think they've got some great additions. Uh, I think a lot of the new players are going to be impact players. BJ Boston and Terrence Clark are obviously going to be – they're going to be the main highlights. And I've uh, got a decent supporting cast. Um, so I like the the energy and I like what we have coming in. Um, the two points of concern, I think, on our roster are probably the big man because we don't really have a true identified big man until we know who who's coming and going. And then um, with quickly leaving today and then us signing Davion Mintz, um, it leaves some questions out there. So um, Mintz is an interesting addition. Um, he brings some experience coming from Creighton. A multi-year player, obviously set out this last year, but um, some question in the Big Blue Nation right now on how impactful that this guy's going to be. Case, what do you think about Davion Mintz bringing adding to our roster next year? Well, I think the first thing you got to consider is he did not play this past year, so yeah, he's he got off an injury, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's got to he's got to be able to work out. He's got to get down to Lexington. He's got to get to know the guys. I don't expect a huge impact. However, I don't know that they have a better point guard coming in or definitely not returning. So it's almost like he may have to be our point guard by default. And I don't know that that's a good thing. I don't know that that's a good thing. Can anyone say Julius Mays 2.0? Exactly. Why exactly. do you say that? Why do you say, Doug, he's Julius Mays 2.0? What, what has he done? He's, he's played at Creighton, right? Mm-hmm. So Creighton is, had, had a phenomenal year this year. The prior year, not so much. He was averaging, what, nine a game, five assists, shooting 32% from three. I, I, I don't see that bringing a lot, you know, especially at a program like Creighton. The stats are very similar to, to what Julius Mays did, too. Very similar. Where Julius Mays come from? NC State or somewhere? I no, right no, State. Right State. Right State. Right State. So I'm looking at, and he got more than ten points a game at Right State. Well, I'm looking, but it at, doesn't change the fact that the guy didn't play last year. At least Mays played for a season. He hasn't played in a year. So sure, because he's going to Kentucky, everybody thinks, well, hey, he's he's a player, but. Cautiously optimistic, and I'm never optimistic. Yeah, might be where I am. What's interesting is I'm looking at his stats, and actually I'm looking at when he was signed out of out of high school. Here were his offers. This will blow you away. This is going to be like the who's who of college basketball, where this guy's offers, and this tells me where he is. That maybe he's reached his ceiling already. It is Fordham, Delaware. I didn't even know they had a team. College of Charleston, Bucknell, and Creighton. 
those were the five offers that that he his main offers he had coming out of college or coming out of high school. I, and he's on the best team of any of those and didn't what, really what do a whole lot. Ranked? What was he ranked coming out of high school? I don't see. I don't even see a ranking. I, I don't think he was I mean, anything was he super a, high. Was he a, G, a GPA guy? Maybe just helping Creighton hit the GPA? So his or? ranking was he was um, a 25th ranked combo guard in the country. Um, that's based on, um, yeah, 25th ranked. He was 401st overall player. That, that doesn't speak uh, like I, I, that, impact. No, it doesn't impress me. It doesn't impress me. 400. Can, I mean, if we had someone lower than that in the history of Calipari, <laughs> I don't think so. You know, I don't think we're anywhere near. Uh, I it. think Brad was 401. Yeah. <laughs> and people are getting excited that, about that's this? That's the best question. Who's the lowest ranked player to ever play for Calipari? It's, yeah. I, I, bet Sestina, well, I bet Sestina was ranked higher than this guy. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And we're right. counting on so, him. And we're counting on him. To be the lead guard. So well, we've gone, the, down, the, well, hold we've on, gone down the grad transfer. So we went from Reed Travis, a five-star coming out of high school, you know, top 25 guy. And all packed, to, all packed 12. Yes, you know, to, to the big blue nation should be excited by this guy. I don't see it. I don't see it either. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not quite understanding. So let's go through the rest of this roster though. So basically with him and quick gone, we still got four guards, right? Devin Askew, BJ Boston, Terrence Clark, and Mintz. They're all, I mean, well, they who, play out the on other? the floor. Boston's six seven; he can do whatever he wants. Well, they're shooting guards, but but yeah, they, I, I guess who can run the point? Mints and Askew—that's it. That's pretty that's much it. it. Okay, and, and then who else we got? We got Brooks returning. Dante Allen, who he was a red shirt. Well, he was high hurt. hopes. He was hurt. high hopes. High hopes. High hopes. Yeah. High hopes. And then we, uh, who we got? Fletcher, Jackson, Ware. Mm-hmm. But it, and that's and that's it. That's it. Well, are are we going to get to EJ? Are we going to get to EJ? I got well, something to say about EJ. Well, he we're needs, have to. He needs to come back for himself. Oh, I'm not talking about 100%. the team. He needs to come back for him. Well, for him, most of them do. There's a, there's only a rare few that ever should really go, but they do they go they see that money they want to buy their mom a house and that's what happens and they get these agents talking in their ears telling them how much money they're going to make and well, you know, i think the good Maxie ones make go. it i think any oh, no. first rounder should go without a doubt then, I, I, then I agree with you quickly richards these guys aren't even projected to be in the first round no well i don't know if you guys saw today so nick richards quickly sent some eyeballs uh, Richard's way saying, Hey, are you, are you thinking about staying? And Richard's sent him eyeballs right back. So, hey, maybe there's a little bit. I told you guys, of Richard's wanting to come. I've told back. you guys that I do not believe that all five of these guys are going. I, somebody is going to surprise us. Um, absolutely no, we're going to get a surprise. I want it to be Nick Richards, but I'm expecting it to be EJ Montgomery. The problem is, I, I, EJ's dad has burnt bridges all over with big blue nation saying, why would he waste another year coming back when he yes. can, he can already do all those things. So if his, he's home during the virus, he's quarantined and he's just being pumped full of crap from his dad. 
when EJ is not even we're I think we're overplaying his value next year, thinking that we have to have him to be a great year. He's not that good. He fouled out a damn near every game. He's involved in like it's nuts. But like, but but there's a there's a part of coming back that hey, you know what's coming. You're, you're it's another year in the system. He he can impart maybe, although I don't know that EJ's the type to do this, but he could impart wisdom to the young guys coming in, tell him, hey, Cal's got your best interest in mind. Although if his dad's telling him every single day you need to leave and Cal doesn't yeah. know what he's doing with right. you, that's an issue. It is. Good riddance. And, and, and honestly, how much did he improve? Honestly. He didn't. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he, there wasn't a lot of improvement already. So are we expected him to come back and, and you know, have a – uh, PJ Washington. No, he improved. I okay, say, hey, I hey, agree. Hold, hold on. I'm with Doug. Give him credit. I don't. Give him credit. He improved. He fouled out more this year than <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Doug. Yes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, he had, he, had some, he had some times. He had some games where he played well, but it was not, there was no consistency at all. It's not like he put three or four games in a row that he played well. There was always games in between where he didn't do jack step, have to sit on the bench because he was in foul trouble. One reason that I do believe Richards might be the surprise guy, if Greg's right, his girlfriend is a volleyball player, right, at UK, and she's always talking she's, about is him. Is she still there, though? Like, is she, I don't, I don't is know. She still she was, on the team? I don't know. I know she was student teaching in the spring. Now, obviously, they're not student teaching now. Ooh, I'm hiring. So... Who knows if well, that's a reason he could stay? Uh, well, it sounds like we need a research person. But here's the thing: if he doesn't, who's we have no big man at all. Uh, we, we're just hoping that that Harms picks us. We're one of his ten schools, which his his ten school list cracked me up. It's got everybody on it from little schools to us. Yeah. But but who's our big man if he if if EJ didn't come back and we don't get harms? There's not one. None. No, it's gonna it's gonna be have to be the freshmen. And it's, gonna, it's gonna be the and it, it's gonna have to be those guys. And they're gonna struggle against. They're gonna struggle. Yeah, big gonna struggle. And we might have to. And we don't shoot it well enough to just jack up threes. I mean, are you guys writing off Greg Brown at this point? Well, LSU just wrote him off. I saw a tweet on that a few minutes ago. Actually, I'm thinking of uh, Kuminga. They just wrote him off, saying he there. Yes, but Greg Brown, though. I mean, yes. he's still I'm writing he's him still off. in play in theory. I'm writing him off. I'm writing him off. I I think Harms does come because I think he knows what's best for him, and he knows just like we're talking about who's his competition for playing time. A freshman. Yeah. I'll go to Kentucky. I'll play every second. I'll be on TV every night. I'll have 24,000 cheering for me. And it's not Purdue and Matt Painter. Okay, so we're going to have another scowl. Because you know Calipari doesn't know how to play any big man without back to the basket. He's – what's he going to – I thought he went to Richards a lot this year. Yeah, but what Richards was back to the basket. That's the only kind of big man that Calipari knows how to coach. Marcus Camby did all right for him. Yeah, that was 25 years ago when he actually 
got up and down the court. Harms is average. He averaged 8.6 points a game last year, 20 minutes a game, two blocks a game. And, and his playing time was down from and the year two, before. In Way those, down. In those 20 minutes, he averaged 2.3 personal fouls. So to think in the SEC, knowing that we're already, if the, he's our only option inside, let's say Nick goes, EJ d- does whatever he does, and does, and then we just have harms down low, he will, he'll have two fouls in the first five minutes of every single game. Because um, teams will play down and throw it in and go at him. And then he's, no, Doug Shouse. No, sure and then he's going to have right. he's going to have fifteen minutes on the bench to fix his hair. So you need Tony game. Green. <laughs> Tony Green Tony and Green Doug Shouse will show. Sure. Yes, they will teach him all about SEC officiating. <laughs> he's a big lanky dude. He fixes his I hair believe, during the game. He doesn't have to be on I, the bench to do it. I got to believe he changes some shots at least. He may, you know, I, I got to believe he, just him being a presence. But if he's not on the court, he's not going to help us. He, hey, hey, does he does he mess with his hair? Here's a question for the group: Is does he mess with his hair more than I'm not? I'm not going to mention the school that this knucklehead went to, but he was from very close to where we are and played at a school that I'll never say on this podcast but always <laughs> flopping his hair too if you know that, who that's, I'm talking that's about. i know who you're talking about and that's that's a that's a close call hmm. i think they both play with their hair a lot a lot but i think the guy <laughs> at this of the school we're not going to mention does it more yes, he does. yeah well we're in trouble if if we can't get if we don't have a big guy um i don't know if we can run small ball the entire year I will have to go back to his dribble drive roots. He can't. He can't do it for some reason. No. Why not? I, good question. He's had some really good he's, dribble dive drive teams that he could have done it with that was a better option than what he's thrown out there recently. And But he's, he's really taken the air out of the ball on offense a lot, right? Like limiting the number of threes. And, yes. I mean, we take way too much time on possession. We have to get out and go because we have – elite athletes even though the big guys the freshmen they're athletic if you watch their tapes on them they're above, oh, yeah. they are above the rim they just do not have any low post moves they're not doing any of that um but we need to be out in space and running so well they haven't had to in high school i mean they just they don't need a back to the basket game because they're so dominant yeah it can be developed i mean kenny Payne Did is the best guys- in the country at doing it now, did you guys follow the when Calipari did the – it was the national championship game, 2012 national championship game that played on CBS recently, and Calipari was on Facebook. Live tweeting kind it, of, yes. Kind of commenting. Yeah, exactly. And he even mentioned during it that he didn't like the way that the team was playing at one point and decided to slow the game right. down. Yes. With that team, the most athletic team that will be ever be at the history of, of Kentucky basketball. The best defensive team that he's probably ever had. He wanted to slow the game down because he didn't think they could score enough to win. Um, and I, he's carried that philosophy over. I, that team was up big in that first half of that game, the, the 2012 team. They were up if 18 they, in the first half. Would, if, if he would have allowed them to put their keep their fit, uh, you know, foot on the pedal – and they, they could have won by 25 or 30 and gone down as one of the top five college basketball teams of all time if they're winning a national championship game by 30. 
Um, and instead they squeaked it out a little bit at the end, but he puts his foot on the brakes a little bit and I think it has hurt. So, um, we, we got some issues to work. I would say that's, there's two, there's two reasons for that. I'm trying to defend Cal here. When he had the Memphis team playing Kansas and Kansas hit the last shot, they didn't change the way they played. They just ran up and down with Derrick Rose and that bunch. Now, say your well, famous just didn't make free, free throws. throws. There we go. Free throws win yeah. games. But he didn't yep. change with that team. So he got to the national championship again, gets up by 18. They cut it to 12, and he takes the air out of the ball. They end up winning that one. So as a coach, you try to learn. Maybe that's what he's thinking. He's, At least in that yeah, case. Well, he, <laughs> so back to our roster, though. You know, so yes, we've got the big hole at the center, but what I'm thinking more is what other teams in the country scare us? Scare me, though. I mean, talent level in college basketball is down tremendously. So even if you get Harms, who is an average, or I would say even below average college basketball center. You know, with the talent that we're going to have at the wings, who else is – I mean, we're still going to be a f- top five, top ten team, right? Oh, well, we'll always start that. I mean, we're always, <laughs> we always start that. Since Cal's been here, we start there. Yeah, well, it, I think I already saw we're like number two. Yeah. So, I, I, I think but, we're yeah. going to be good. Like, we're, we're pretty – probably overly critical on this right now. I think every Kentucky because- fan is. Because our expectations are high, and we want to win national championships. We don't want an 8-10 to 10 loss team every year. Um, this is probably right now an 8-10 to 10 loss team that you hope pe- that peaks in March like almost every one of Cal's other teams. Um, and it's, you know, they've got the athletes, and if they put the right combination together, that guys get hot. I mean, you got to have good guards, and we will have guards that can score the basketball. Um I saw Boston's putting up – he's making 1,500 shots a day right now. He's working out during the quarantine, during and quarantine. he's ma- he's making Good. 1,500 shots a day. Like, that's just – that's a guy who's going to get it, and he's going to be really, really good. So, I love that. I just – I think we want our cake and eat it too, and let's get – we need one more big dude. Um, and a couple big dudes. EJ – you bring EJ and Harms together or – or well, you've already got those one. Two. I think I think Keon Brooks is one of them, no doubt. The yeah. way he finished yeah. the year, I think you need yeah. two make... others. I don't know who they, and yeah. one of them's probably one of the freshmen. So now you only need one more to get minutes out of. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about Keon. I, I know he he showed some flashes at the end, but he also showed some bad games earlier in the year, middle of the year. You know, or what? What's he's he's a key part of this. If if he if he comes back and doesn't improve at all, but but you, Casey, you already said you think he's he's going to be a key part. You think he's going to be that oh, guy yeah. at the end of the year? Absolutely. Earlier was, in the year, it almost appeared compared to how he was playing at the end of the year. He's out there playing not to make a mistake. If I screw up, I'm coming out, and I know it. So I'm going to try to do everything I can. To not make a mistake. And you can't play that way. And at the end of the year, when Cal's yeah. calling his number against Florida down the stretch, 
it's a totally different player, a totally different kid. Cause, and I think that's confidence. Now, I don't know what comes first, confidence or playing well, but he looked different at the end of the year. See, but I don't think he looked different necessarily on the offensive end. I mean, at the beginning of the year, let's be honest, the ball got into his hands and it was going up. I mean, within with three seconds of any possession, the guy's in the game. First thing, it, it, it's going up. But but the reason Cal was pulling him all the time was his defense. That's why they always horrible. come out. He couldn't play. He, He'll tell you that. Yeah. Always. Their defense is always always horrible. And, always. And that's what I think the biggest leap we got to see from him this year. I, I don't care about offense at all. I'm not worried about offense. With our wings, and I think – Everybody is discounting a Askew at, at, as yeah. a five-star point guard. Like, the guy can score, and he's going to set up a ton of people. I'm not worried about scoring at all. I'm worried about rebounding and defense. No, those are, those <laughs> and, are the and, worries. And, and, and can Keon do that? And last year, he couldn't do that. I think offensively, at the end of the year, he, he got a, a little bit more into rhythm. But I, I didn't see the defense, though. I thought EJ was good well, all year defensively, and that's why he played. He didn't play him for any other reason than to guard and rebound. If he comes back, he's better at both of those things, you hope. And foul. But that's because he's playing defense. <laughs> <laughs> he does foul a lot. He d- we started an he awful does. lot for all he did. Hey, hey, you know what? The best part, my favorite part, my favorite part about the guy by far is he's more surprised than I am when he gets a foul. <laughs> I, his, I don't think the officials ever got a foul call right on him every time. He was like no, no. dumbfounded that they actually called it. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he had mastered his shocked face for sure. Uh, and I'm the most Homer UK against the ref of all against refs of all time, and he's more surprised than I am. <laughs> well, I like him. Hey, I, all I know is they went to him early thinking he was going to take that P.J. Washington jump. They went to him earlier in the year, and he, he didn't finish. He didn't – he he was no, terrible. No, and no. so they they stopped going. To him. I, can't, can't, I can't count how many – Yeah, and so they missed. stopped going to him, and then his confidence is gone. And then he never had a game. He's, he – um at least like Keon at the end of the season. And Florida, I mean, he played uh, 27 minutes of that game, and he scored a whole bunch of points and – was an impact player, and he um, he 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 had some big moments. I was, but EJ doesn't have anything um, now. Do we need him? Yeah. Do we think he has the potential to make that jump? Yes. It, same thing with Keon. Is Keon going to make that PJ type Nick Nick Richards type jump? I absolutely think he's got the skill set, but I also like his mentality to be able to do that. I do his too. confidence grew. We needed him in the tournament. I think we would have seen more of that in the tournament to where when they stopped Richards, we're throwing it to Keon and making him play. And and I, I honestly think EJ's time would have diminished even more in the tournament. Um, and that might but, be running him off too. That might be one of good. the reasons he's talking like he's talking now. Cause he knows right. it too. Yep. Yep. It's, if they definitely bring in harms, they know that Keon's probably been eating and eating him up in practice and they bring in harms to play the five. And now he knows that he's going to be out of us. He won't even, he may not even start in his junior year. So that's why his dad might be a little irritated as well, but. I, we, we got to get off the dad thing. Hey, dads don't need to be sticking their nose. In no. Stuff. 
Jeez, old Peter. I mean, <laughs> stay out of it. Jesus. Like, why are they? I mean, God, cut the cord already. Ever since the ever since the ever since the ball boys, the ball brothers, the dads have been involved. Yeah, you you just brought up you just brought up the ball brothers on this. <laughs> Big baller brand. We, is since, that going to be our sponsor? Ever Big since baller that brand? But no. That's, a, no. that's when the Can dance came in. And I'm so no, hey, actually, hey, hey, let's take a minute to uh, thank our sponsor. We do have to thank our sponsor, Jeff Ruby, Jeff Ruby Steakhouse, <laughs> best steakhouse in all of Lexington and Cincinnati. Um, and feel free you, to Jeff. send something our way, Jeff. <laughs> Big shout out to Jeff for all the listeners out there. Yeah. Cigars will Jeff. do, Jeff. Cigars will do. So, I have an off topic that I've been thinking about here. Oh, who has wait. who who has the better beard slash goatee slash mustache right now? Ooh, Coach Coach Cal or Joe Exotic? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Not even close. It's not even has the best one. Look at if you look at Cal, it's like three shades of every color. It, it, I love it. He, white, he doesn't gray, care. Black. It looks but, like a Fu Manchu with gray around it. But wh- whose is better, Joe Exotic or Coach Cal? That's the question. It's Coach Cal. Joe Exotic in a, in a landslide. That son of a gun has been mastering the art of that for the last 35 years. Cal just let the dang thing, the dang thing grow. Joe, yeah, fine. Are, do, are you allowed to have a Fu Manchu <laughs> in prison? Do we know for sure that he still has it? <laughs> well, well yeah. hey, 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 according to Trump, he might re- yeah, look and open that. this yeah, up. Geez. Geez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Off the rails. Off the rails. That's because Don, Don Jr. wants him pardoned. So Don's going <laughs> yeah, to do him a favor. Don Jr. Jared Kushner, what's he going to do? Kushner. Oh, he's going to open up our economy. He's on the committee. Right as well. Him and, him and Ivanka or whoever else. Yeah, they're all going to get it done for us. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was interested in that question because I've been looking at pictures of Cal and he's kind of like falling apart a little bit, but uh, I sort of like it in a weird way. But I don't know. I'm going to go with Joe. I'm going with Joe Exotic. Have you, it's Coach Cal for me. Hey, speaking of that, did you guys watch? <laughs> did you guys watch the uh, Coffee with Cal with Mark Cuban? No, I haven't seen it. I heard a little bit about it. I but. heard a little bit. They're gonna play Indiana yeah. in Dallas. Now I watch I've it. Heard. That's where I saw the. That's that's where I saw the great beard, the great Calipari beard, or whatever it is. It's a it's a Franken beard. <laughs> no, he agreed. I, I I thought I read a quote that Calipari said, "Yeah, sure, he'll play, he'll play Indiana at Indiana, <laughs> just with, without a crowd." Yeah. Yep, that's why he won't go back. Yeah, that's what he said. <clears throat> but that I I would love to. We need to play Indiana again. We need to it, play it Indiana. We got to hey, have we're, them. We're, hey, we we got to do a, one For whole podcast sure. just on Indiana because they want to yeah. play us so bad. And all we we can talk about all the reasons why they are a meaningless college basketball program. That that is that's a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> yes, they are meaningless. <laughs> meaningless. <laughs> Oh, I don't know about me. All right, boys. Well, what, what what do you think? Any other topics we want to talk about today? I'm good. We've, good. we've hit on some good stuff today. We hit nope, on some I'm good looking, stuff. I, I like it. The current Hopefully, status. Um, we'll hear from, I'm expecting Nick Richards to uh, announce to probably in the next day or so. 
uh, to follow suit. And then we're going to be hanging on. The only thing we didn't talk about is what impact does the NBA, if the NBA draft is in, they move it to August. Like what is, is, does that delay some of these decisions even longer? And. Well, that's the thing. That's what they talked about today. That's what Cal and Cuban talked about today a little bit is, you know, how can you, if, if you keep the limits, the time limits as they are with it being delayed, kids will have to make decisions before it's right. possible to make decisions. Right. And they would have to, they would have to change that, it, it, you know, and, and we won't know that because silver says he's not talking about it till, till May, when May 1st comes, we'll see what the status is and then we'll talk about it. But it's, it's definitely not happening before I, I would think August is even pushing it. I think they have to make change some rules and extend some of these times that these players can, can make their decision. But, but you never know. You never know. It's just you got to give the kids right a chance to get in a room with their coach and talk about it. You have to do that. And then you have you to can do whatever you want, but you got to give the kids a chance to sit down with their coach. Well, they're, they're already at a disadvantage too. I mean, the tournament is huge for, for players to, to improve or not improve or even go down in stock. But they, they don't have anything really to go on. Even the conference yep. tournaments really didn't play. So they got nothing to go on. Now, the good ones, the top, you know, 10, 15, 20 picks, th- that's not where the issue is. It's after that, mm-hmm. all the way down to, to even the undrafted people. Because that's when the teams really have to make their squads right. is these undrafted guys. And it's, it's too hard to do. They, hey, you know what? There's plenty of fin- Finland leagues. I mean, Bosnia's got a league. I mean, we, they got plenty of places to fill. I mean, Israel has got some top competition. What is there. the name of the Bosnian league, Doug? What's, what's, what's the Bosnian league? Yeah, what is it? I, I, I don't know, but I'm going to do some research and find out. Because I guarantee it, two years from now, guaranteed. Montgomery's going to be playing in the Bosnian league. Guaranteed. You're, not, you're saying he's not even going to be in the G League. He'll be in the... Bosnian league. He'll be yes, there. he will. He will. And only if his daddy will be him. marvelous. Uh, I can't say you're wrong, Doug. I can't say you're wrong. Mm. Well, we'll see how that plays out. But Doug, you're in an NBA city. Are they? What's the NBA talking? You know what? I have not been able to follow it much, honestly, um, mm-hmm. on the NBA side. I, well, your city's too worried about your uh, new football uniforms <laughs> that everybody hates. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they're they're about bad. that. <laughs> no, they're real bad. They're bad. How can you look at that yes. and and think, man, oh, that looks great? Right. We'll have half of our jersey be black and half of it be red, and everybody will love it. It's amazing. And they had, they probably had think tanks and groups and backup groups. And they went through everybody. And it was people that just don't know anything. And they said, yeah, we like that. And they're like, let's go for it. Well, so that's the thing, right? So um, Arthur Blank uh, owns both the Falcons and um, Atlanta United. And what he's done with Atlanta United is phenomenal. Every decision was has been perfect. Every decision with Atlanta Falcons has been terrible. It, it's it's amazing how you get one so right and one so wrong. Although he did one thing, hey, hey his his dollar hot dogs and like three dollar beer beers. Whatever that. Right. Oh yeah, Ooh. 
that, well, that is nice. But but they they share a stadium, so he I would give that to the soccer. Team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the soccer team. The soccer team actually has probably better yeah. attendance than the football yeah. team. It's amazing what they get down there. It's it's just crazy how many people go watch that soccer. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, I think uh, we've reached the end of our first episode. I think it went well. Uh, want to thank you guys for doing it. So if you guys want to, uh, yeah, we got to thank our last sponsor. Don't don't forget our last sponsor is Grater's Ice Cream, uh, along with um, Skyline Chili. Um, everybody, go out and enjoy a chili dog or two. That's right. Cincinnati favorites, right there, Doug. All right. Well, until next time, we are the Big Blue Fellas Podcast. I'm Chump. This is Greg, Casey, and D U W G Doug signing off. See, ya. See you next time.